No. I'm on the air. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our brand new podcast, Bad Dinner Guests. I apologize right now for maybe some mess ups, but bear with us. This is our first time. All right, I'm Dijon. I'm your host, D Money, Mustard Boy, whatever you want to call me. My co host, Mask Man over there. Introduce yourself, my friend. I am Lou, and I cannot lie. I like big butts. <laughs> I'm Kevin. I didn't think of anything clever to say like Lou did, but uh, yeah, so it's good to have you guys with us. Hopefully we're entertaining. I'll turn it back over to the boss. All right, all right, all right. Now, I just want to forewarn everybody. This is not your father's radio, so if you get easily offended, I'm sorry. We're not here to hold your hand. So, with that being said, we're going to pop this story off with the rant. The rant is two minutes or less of us just to get anything off our chest. So, you know what? Lou, start us off. I hate when video game movies don't live up to the video game. That's it? Yeah. That's the history of it. Look at the Final Fantasies. I bet Shoulder was pretty good, but ah, the Spirits Within was so terrible. And so many of them get scrapped before they even get made. Agreed, agreed. Video game movies are the worst. Have you seen Blood Rain? That no. stuff was horrible. Do yourself a favor. Don't watch it. I agree. Every Resident <laughs> Evil, horrible besides the first one. Matt Payne. Max Payne, that shouldn't even count. Phenomenal. I can't believe they wasted the film on that. Horrible. Horrible. It was. And it was Marky Mark. <laughs> not even Marky Mark has saved that. He's not The Rock, let's be honest. Right. The, the Rock is the guy who saves dead franchises. <laughs> All right. Kevin, go ahead. All right. Brain. So, you know, I um, had a couple of different things that I really wanted to rant about. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to just go ahead and start off with one. Actually, you know what? Can I time out? Can we restart? Like, can we just stop this and restart? Because I totally <laughs> forgot what my rants were going to be. And I had nothing. And I'm like, I'm drawing a blank. And so you yeah. know, I feel like we should just, we could just cancel this one and just restart. Is that, is yeah. that cool with you? That's fine. Give me a chance That's to think of one. Because I completely drew a blank, and the only one that I could think of was some research I did last night about mm. everybody who failed at 9-11 getting a raise. But I don't really want to go like that. <laughs> I don't want to be like that guy right, right off this. the bat, you know? Like, that's not what I want to rant about, and it got stuck in my head. So mm. I wanted to figure out. And then I just kept getting Dijon's topics popping up uh. in my head. And I was like, well, I can't say any of those. He's about to say all those. So I thought maybe we could take a second. That's fine. And I'll uh, don't think about tuna salad. What the hell were my rants? I told them to you guys earlier. You did something about. Hey, you know what? We might even be able to keep this live. This is good stuff. It's actually <laughs> not scripted. It's a free-form conversation, man. All right. It was something to do with the Heisman, right? No, those are those are those are his. So yeah, see, it's the it, it's his rant. And I can't think of what mine was. I'm completely drawn a blank on it. Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep it going. And I'm going to do my rant. All right. So what was it? at work yesterday, I learned about the dab. 
had no idea what this dabbing is. And I found out it is a dance where you literally just sneeze in your arm. Well, I don't know about you guys, but what is up with all these lingos, these, these on fleeks? I had to Google that the other day, honestly, to learn what on fleek was. Like, when did we stop speaking on English? On point. Yeah, on point. I had to Google um, that. And when did we stop saying on point? I, yeah, I don't – on point, I thought, was like what we said, but I guess now it's it's on fleek, all right? And uh, <laughs> Tinder, why can't girls not have profiles that don't include some kids, a dog, or their food? I just doesn't – I don't get it. I, I don't get it. It drives me crazy. Another one, Concussion, the new Will Smith movie, man. I, I Who in the marketing world thought that that was a good idea? They – just sat there, was like, you know what? Concussion. It's new. It's hip. Like, who thinks of this stuff? They couldn't think of a better name than that. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. That's obviously you know, <laughs> that, that they spent probably a decent amount paying somebody to come up with that name. They did. It's not like they can call it the Junior Seau syndrome. Well, you know what? What's what's even sadder about that though is, um. They did a, P a PBS did a special on this very same thing on the report, you know, the op-ed piece that this doctor wrote, and that's probably much more informative than a Hollywood movie is going to be. <laughs> that's going to be the only way anybody pays attention to. Exactly. You had to put Alec Baldwin's haircut and Will Smith in front of the TV to get anybody to pay attention to this. Right. Sad anyway. It is. They own the week. You know, and the fact that they came up with a name like concussion <laughs> makes you wonder. If it's gonna even actually be that accurate or worth paying attention to, anyway, is concussion gonna cause the head trauma it seeks to prevent? I I just don't I don't understand Hollywood. They always figure out ways to ruin things, man. Like I just think a PBS or a Netflix thirty minute special would have sufficed and not thrown Will Smith and a whole bunch of throw up in. Hollywood flashes and call it a movie. I just I don't know. Drives well, me crazy. It's probably a favor he had to do for somebody because of Jaden Smith being in a movie or something. <laughs> no, right. So while we're on the topic of football, I just want to throw out there, um, the first point is about the Heisman Trophy ceremony that happened over the weekend. And as we all know, Derrick Henry, running back from Alabama, uh, took home the trophy in a landslide with uh, Christian McCaffrey coming in second and um, – Deshaun Watson coming in third. And the one thing I can't gloss over or get out of my head is, yes, all three of those guys who were there are very deserving. Is the yeah. quarterback from Navy, Keenan Reynolds. Now, the Heisman Committee, they preach excellence on and off the field. And I can't think of anyone who literally fits that mold better than Keenan Reynolds. And it's not just, oh, he's in the Navy, let's throw him in there for a charity case. No, this guy put up stats. He had over 30 touchdowns, 1,000 passing yards, 1,000 rushing yards, and he led Navy to a 10-win season. With, yeah, and, and, and if they beat Pittsburgh in the military bowl, they will win 11 games for the first time in Navy history. And I don't understand how you cannot in, at least invite that guy Right. To the Heisman trophies. I don't I don't understand. It it blows my mind. That's well, geez, man. You if you were to do that in NCAA, you know, the the 
Yeah, the old the old video game. Yeah, the old video game. May yeah. yeah, may rest in dust. Um, you you would have been a sh if you had those kind of stats, you'd have been a shoe in, right? For the Heisman Trophy, even if you played for a team like Hawaii, right? And, and I don't, what I don't get is I, I understand that they they base the number of invites based on how well you did in the voting, but you know we talked about this before, and I just thought I don't understand why there couldn't have been a fourth person. And if there was going to be a fourth person, it doesn't matter if everyone knows he's not going to win. Um, right. You know, it just to to have somebody who you could make the statistical argument that he deserves to be there. You know, and like you, you know, you like you mentioned to do something like that at Navy that runs the option. You know, for a quarterback to have that kind of an impact and get them a top twenty-five ranking. Uh, you know, he deserved to be there. So even if he didn't have a Absolutely. chance, why not just let him go? Kobe Bryant's going to play in the All-Star game this year. He won't deserve to be there, but he'll be there. And he'll right. be taking someone else's spot. This wasn't even taking someone else's spot. This was, right. hey, we're only going to have three, but now we're going to have four. Like, if that was the case, why'd Brady Quinn get invited to the right. Heisman Trophy back right. in the day? Well, I'm a Oregon fan. He deserved to be there. Does that <laughs> beg the question, like you were telling me earlier, is, is the Heisman Trophy irrelevant these days? Well, I mean, yeah, I, like, I actually I have a fun little trivia question for you guys uh, that will kind of put my argument, I think, you will kind of prove it. Uh, can either of you name for me the last Heisman Trophy winner to actually win a Super Bowl? No, I cannot. Uh, but I can get – okay, go ahead. With us going to the playoff berth for the, for the main title, it should be the MVP of that game. Well, that's a completely different thing. I mean, you can have the player of the game, like an MVP for the for the national championship, or if you want to do it for the playoffs. But, um, but so if you want to hint for the trivia question, um, I will tell you that actually the last two Heisman Trophy winners to win a Super Bowl did so for the same team, but not at the same time. And hint number two is that neither uh, neither of Actually, the last three Heisman winners to go to the Super Bowl and win, neither of them have been quarterbacks. So that narrows it down for you a little bit. The only person I can think of is maybe Reggie Bush with the New Orleans Saints. Um, uh, well, uh, no, actually, you know, according to my research, the answer was Charles Woodson. Mm. Charles and, Woodson. And Followed by Desmond Howard, they both got their Super Bowls with the Packers, mm. and then the next one in line, you went all the way back to Marcus Allen. Um, and those names are so obscure. So, well, I mean, well, I'll no, that trivia. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you want to hear some obscure names? Um, let me pull up for you guys the list of the Heisman Trophy winners over the last about twenty or so years. And then this is, again, towards my argument, because to, to, to answer your question, John, I think that, yes, it is, you know, an outdated and pretty much pointless award at this point. Okay. Um, because you, when you look at it, uh, most of these guys aren't making an impact on the field. Um, when uh, there's the history, you mentioned this earlier, we were talking today, the, the Heisman curse of mm -hmm. when the Heisman Trophy winner ends up playing in the national title game, they don't very often win that game. Um, right, and then you look at the pros based on the stat, you know, the little trivia piece I just gave you, and uh, you know, there's a high school winner every year. Once well, the stage decides to load, you'll see the the list of names, and you'll go ahead, John. 
I was going to say, if I could be cynical, um, you know, the Heisman Trophy, a lot of people will say, well, that has nothing to do with, you know, how they perform in the NFL. This is a college trophy. So, you know, it, it, the Heisman is one of the most acclaimed trophies in all of sports. But I do agree how you say that, yes, it is coming. It's irrelevant to, you know, the Heisman Trophy doesn't necessarily mean success in yeah. the next level. But yeah. at the same but at the, at the same time, it seems like literally the Heisman Trophy is the best player on one of the better teams instead of being the best or the most important player to their team. Because without Keenan Reynolds, Navy's Akron, Kent. Yeah. And when and you look at um, Stanford's Montgomery, I mean, the stats that he put up with it being in so many different ways, we have never seen a season like that. Probably you mean won't. It's McCaffrey. McCaffrey, my bad. My bad. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Yeah, you're good. But for instance, you know, with it being the multi-purpose yards and the all, you know, the return yards, receiving, running, all that stuff, you know, that had a much bigger impact. You know, Derrick Henry got 90 carries in the last two games. That's more than some, and you know, that's probably more than the running back at Texas Tech got all season, right? Yeah, I agree. Two games, and, I agree. So, and you know, I, I think at this point it's more—it's just like the beauty pageant. Like, okay, so <laughs> let me read you off some of the names, and I, obviously some of these are yet to be known. But again, like even you know, you think back. Um, again, you can take away my NFL argument, I guess, for the for the sake of things. But uh, I'm just going to read off a list of these names because I think it's entertaining. We've got Derrick Henry, you know, Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, of course, everybody's favorite. Robert Griffin III, Cam Newton, which is interesting to bring up because he and Tom both have a chance to be the next guy. Ah, I hate you, Tarson Palmer. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, and then you've got Mark Ingram. Sam Bradford, and then this is where it starts to get fun. Okay, so we've got Tim Tebow, Troy oh, Smith, yeah, Troy <laughs> Smith, uh, Matt Leiner, Matt Leiner, Jason, Jason White in two thousand. So pretty much since two thousand and five, you have guys who like to throw hot tub parties and guys who go to like to Cambodia and circumcise little kids. Okay, carry on, <laughs> carry on. There we go. We got. Uh, you know, Lou's favorite redhead, Carson Palmer. Uh, Eric Crouch. Chris Winky, the <laughs> oldest rookie in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but he was like 28. Yeah. Ron Dane, who was pretty good. You know, uh, Ricky Williams, Charles Woodson, Danny Warfel, Eddie George, of course, over with Sham Salam. Gina Torietta, Charlie Ward, my favorite Heisman winner ever because he didn't even go on to play. Yeah. Charlie Ward for like the New York Knicks, their point guard, Charlie Ward? Yep. Former uh, Charlie Ward, who before he started at quarterback was the starting punter in his freshman year. <laughs> and, how do you yeah. go from winning the Heisman to punching a Heat player in the playoffs? Like, how does that He's happen? He's also drafted by the Pirates. In my opinion, Charlie Ward is one of the best athletes of all time, which is yeah. just one of those things where. He may have picked the wrong sport because he was kind of a career backup point guard in the NBA, mm-hmm. but he won a Heisman as a quarterback at Florida. You know, he they, they credit him for inventing the run and shoot kind of shotgun offense, the no huddle. 
You're Bob Bowden and Charlie Ward. So anyway, so yeah, that's some fun stuff. But you know, so that yeah, that award used to back then. You look at the Charlie Wards and the Ricky Williams, and the, those guys were dominant. Right. Right. You know, that award used to, you know, really. And and I, you know, you're listening to it. I'm listening to it on ESPN and talk radios. I didn't hear really a word about the Heisman at first when Leonard Fournette was putting up ridiculous numbers. There was some talk of it, and then. I didn't hear about it until the Saturday of the Heisman, and I felt that was just because there was yeah. only one game on. Yeah. They needed something to talk about on the so, radio so, that day. So the Heisman, so the he- over the years, it has evolved. And then also with college football just evolving, period, we go from you know the BCS era to now this four-team playoff format. And you know four teams are definitely better than two. It proved last year when Ohio State took all was the four seed and took home the trophy. You know, if that didn't exist, then it would have been Florida State versus Alabama and another snoozer. But, you know, with this new four team format, you know, four teams have a chance to get in. But my question is are the best teams in the four team playoff this year? Because, in my opinion, I feel that the four most deserving teams are in the playoffs, not the four best teams. Uh, Ohio State, in my opinion, is a top four, maybe the best team in the country. They didn't show it until late against Michigan, but Mm -hmm. they deserve to be in this conversation. So you're telling me a team who lost to the number three team in the country by three points does not get a shot to play for the national championship? or? Stanford, you're telling me that Stanford can't go and beat an Ohio State, a Michigan State, an Alabama, Clemson, or Oklahoma? Do you like four? Do you like eight? Do you want a 64 like in March Madness basketball? How do you feel about that? I don't know. March Madness would be kind of crazy. That, I think that would be be way too big. Um, I I think for the layout, six teams. You know, the biggest we could probably get would be eight. I think eight would be great. Like you said, six would be six good. Would be like perfect. If you want to provide a, a bye week incentive to the top two, but if you think about it, even right now with the four team layout, what will they have? Something like thirty five or forty days in between. Like the, oh uh, yeah. The, the coaches, I don't know what they're doing it this week, but last week the coaches were out recruiting because the kids just had a week off, which yeah. is great. But, you know, maybe they don't yeah, necessarily up. need a bye week. So that's why I like the 18 format because I agree with you. I think if there were an 18 format, that Ohio State would be that team that comes through, um, you know, the supposed underdog. I think they're the best team in the country right now. I think they would win in an 18 playoff. I am upset as an Notre Dame fan that mm-hmm. my reward – for my good season is having to play the angry, the angry best team in the nation, and we're gonna just get stomped. And yeah, I'd much rather see Ohio State be playing for something that matters. Uh, I I agree a hundred percent. And they say that the committee is on conference champions, but one major conference gets left out every single year. So what you know, who's the t- who dictates? the better conference. And I believe with an 18 playoff, it eliminates that bias because what we see now is a team like Alabama, they are resting on the coattails of what the SEC did. They're still here. You know, Ohio's 
loss in the whole entire format of uh, the, the playoffs. Oklahoma lost to a four-win Texas team. Alabama lost to a 9-3 and three Old Miss team. Uh, Clemson obviously went undefeated, so they deserve to be there. And Michigan 5-7 and seven Nebraska team. So realistically, best loss out of all of them. But at the same time, though, they're not deserving. They had their shot, and they blew it. So the four most deserving teams are in there. But if you're playing Cynic, what about adding another game? Would that really be too much for kids to handle at 18, 19, 20 years old? I think so. I mean, especially with the new pageantry of the playoff birth system. I mean, that's something that we got to get used to before. We, I mean, we got to let this settle down. I mean, this is only, what, the second year? So, yeah, this yeah. is the second yeah, year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, will, I will say that for my part, I agree more with Dijon on I would like to see it worked out, you know, one more week as long as um, – you know, maybe it means taking getting rid of one non-conference game because let's face it, most of these schools are scheduling FCS schools. Right. It's basically just I a preseason game anyway. So, would it really hurt the players to, to take Wofford off the schedule? And right. then, but they have a Add chance. Team. But then they have a chance as the number seven team to play the number two seed. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wofford deserves a chance to go and play against the big boys. You never know. Okay, they okay. Deserve, oh, what, why can't Wofford play like in? Uh, you know, I'm just like, kidding. You know, let them play the the lower levels. Let them play Indiana, Hawaii. You know, and then they, they can get. Yeah, some, I've been really hating on Hawaii. Yeah, you've really been hating on uh, Wofford. I'm well, pretty like, sure. You know, like, what happens to the next Boise State in this four team? You know, you're talking about like, you know, I know, um, you know, the next small conference team that ends up making a a good legitimate run over a couple of years and gets recognized. Bearcats. You know, what if what if a you know let's just pretend that when Boise State played Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl that we were in a four team playoff system at that you're looking at a situation then where you have two power like okay what if Notre Dame made it in and then you have two power five schools out of the playoffs whereas if you have an eight-team conference all power five have a chance to be in and you can handle any at-large business so if you have a situation where like back when number one michigan played number two ohio state the last week of the year right. both of those teams deserved a chance to play for a national title they would both I get agree. it okay. one would be they would both be in the top eight if i can interject you know that's that's kind of the incentive to build a dynasty you know, I mean, because, you know, it's not like these teams can't advance and, you know, win out of their divisions. You know, look how close to the Bear, like, look how close the Bearcats were to going Big Ten. And also, right. can, I, can I also just say the Big 12 needs to just, I don't care if it's two of the biggest cupcakes. I mean, they schedule, they schedule cupcakes anyway. We just oh, said yeah. this. I don't care yeah. who they find. They need two more teams. They need a conference championship. That will get rid of a lot of this extra debate. Make them play that extra game too, because who's you know what if Oklahoma had lost their conference championship, then that could have had some settling. Because I agree with you, they Absolutely. lost to a team that Notre Dame beat by thirty-five points. They lost to a yeah. bad Texas team. They got hot at the right time, whereas Ohio State lost at the wrong time to a good team. And I think one more game for Oklahoma would have actually probably had the. And potentially out of the top four. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I agree. Look at all the teams that are already played 13 game seasons. Yeah, you're right. You know? Right. So, I, yeah, I think the best, the best way to do this is you have the Power 5 conference winners 
and then you have three at-large teams. You cut down, like you said, one of your out-of-conference games, and then you have uh, the power or the other, not the non-power five, the Boise States, the Army, Navy, BYU, Notre the Dame. best of the Notre Dame, the, yeah, Notre Dame, the Independents, the best team of those get their in. And then you have two at-larges with the first round being um, on the home campuses of the, the higher-seeded team. So could you imagine Ohio State going to Tuscaloosa for a playoff game? That right. would be intense. Would be, the money would be ridiculous. That's going to be the argument, though, against that is because if, if you do the, the, the eight teams, they're going to want to keep the bowl games, I would imagine. And they're right, going to want to keep you, that money. So, but you can still do it based on geography, you know, at least, you know. Well, after the, the, home, closer, the home side. Tickets. I think the best thing about keeping the ball games is the fact that it still lets the kids who don't go to the big show to celebrate having a great year of football. That's right. And we definitely keep play. the bowls for everybody else. It's like the NIT in college basketball. Oh, you yeah, can keep right. the bowls, just have it be – the first round is on home stadiums or the, the stadiums of the home team of the higher seed. And then after that, go to your semifinal at the Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, all the bowls, Rice Bowl, Bowl Bowl. They can still keep the four, you know, how they do it now, just add four more teams and then add the home sites. The only bad thing about that is the logistics would be a nightmare for fans and for the schools because that's a lot of traveling. And then also with finals, I, I get the logistics would be a nightmare, but they got to figure it out somehow to get at, eight, at least eight teams in these playoffs. This is a multi-million dollar business, though. I mean, it, it could happen. It just – let's be honest. I mean, fan attendance probably wouldn't be what, it, what they want it to be. I, I disagree. I, th I think it will happen, and I think it's because of that reason that they know they can make more money. I mean, take, for instance, like, you know, we live in Columbus down here, so we see firsthand Ohio State's effect on the city. People not only, you know, people come from out of town. Like it's, it's a holiday thing. You know, people will save up. People that never even went to this university will save money for a whole year to come down for the Ohio State game or you know for it depends sometimes it's a big it depends on the year you know this year it might have been the michigan state game i know you came down from clear right. for the michigan state. you know so people are going to come and the bigger the game the more they're willing to spend on that oh you, they would have no problem selling out home sites for playoff games yeah and then it's, they'll make more money if they trade in one of those non-conference games that where they allow some cupcake to come in and earn more money for that cupcake school. Yeah. You know, I, I think they actually more. make more money, and that's why they'll make it happen. I mean, could you imagine that. Oklahoma coming to Columbus in December for a playoff game? It'd be nuts. Yeah, and the whole – and and it's things like that. The, the whole city would benefit from a weekend of that. All the hotels downtown and everything. Yeah, I think it would be great. I think it's going to happen. I think they just have to – they're going to let this play out for a couple of years. I will also say one last thing about this. I think we need to go back and implement the BCS, and by that I mean this. Let's get rid of the committee, and let's do this. If we're still only going to do four, let's do it based off the computer. Let's not, these people keep flip-flopping. They, yeah. they change their mind. I mean, the committee um, you know, is just – Bring that back, or at least, bring it, at least allow it to be a factor. 
at least have I agree. the poll and the BCS do what they used to do, have the coaches poll, the AP poll, and the computer, and then have our final rankings or whatever, have have those based. And, and I still love the playoff system. I don't think the computer was screwing up that badly. No. It was just any time you have to take over 100 teams down to two, there's going to be some controversy. Well, you'll have that right. any time. That well, the committee uh, was supposed to take the computer bias um, out. But now they're just adding personal bias. You know, there's not yeah, a straight system, you know. And it is so funny. For example, the SEC, they have 15 ranked teams or 10 ranked teams in the beginning of the season. And then they beat up on each other. But then you find out at the end of the season, none of those teams are really good. But at the time, a team like Alabama, they beat a ranked Mississippi State who's not good. They beat a ranked Florida team who's not good. All yeah. on the merit at the beginning of the season. So I believe they should just take out preseason polls in general. Just take out the preseason, the top. Don't rank team until the week eight or whatever the committee goes until yeah. their first one. That's a good idea. That's too much of a distraction. And I, I yeah, agree. Yeah, it holds way too much weight. You'll have teams that are two and two in the top twenty-five, and you're oh. just sitting here thinking, you know, just like he said, based on the fact they were a top-five team, and you'll have an undefeated four and zero team sitting on the outside looking in. Oh yeah, because they were underestimated. So yeah, I completely agree. All right, cool, cool. Well, we could talk about this forever. Not literally. Ever, ever. <laughs> so, so now, the great debate. Ooh. All right. Keeping with that football theme, I know you guys have some debate to do. Oh, yeah. Go. Oh, yeah. Well, so. Yeah. I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> My team's better. So um, our our argument today, as I as a Colts fan and Lou over here as a Bengals fan, is I truly believe that even though I have a worse record and there's a good chance my team will finish below 500, and his team is 10-3, and three, I think I'm in a better position to be celebrating a playoff victory this year. And I want Lou to tell me either why I'm wrong or whatnot. I think we're done. Really? I so do. I, I, it, sounds, uh, it sounds like he broke his thumb. Is it really? Oh, it's that really sounds bad. like a fracture. Oh, okay. So, and his throwing hand. Who, and the, so who's Andy Dalton's backup then? McCarron. McCarron. AJ so, McCarron? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you guys are done. You guys yeah. are done. The myth and the legend. We're done. I'm sorry. That dude is ass, bro. I'm sorry. He is. But so I guess this debate is, is a kind of lost its uh, fervor. Yeah, exactly. But, Thanks but for that's that. if at least AJ McCarron has a hot wife. And even even uh, if Dalton plays out the rest of the season, I don't think he'll have the versatility in his hand. Yeah. Rim shot, pun fully intended. Yeah, right. And it's just it's that's so depressing. It because is. at least if Indianapolis doesn't make the playoffs, they go home to Indianapolis. Cincinnati, if they don't make the playoffs, they go to the Florida of Ohio. I'm, I'm just saying. Have you been to Cincinnati? It's dirty. The deep south of the Midwest. They call it shit so nasty. No, I don't. Cincinnati is more like it. Like that's. Really? Uh, have you been to Indy? Indy's a nice town, man. It, hey, it's not a bad constellation prize. You go home no. to Indianapolis. Great town. Right. Dang. It's clean. The, we, pretty the much. Drums, the, the beer hounds are champagne 
connoisseurs. Yeah, and so so I guess what I will say, so what I was going to argue with you about, but since you're not putting up any fight, I guess I'll just say it just to, so maybe if I say it enough times, I'll actually be I acquired new information since the last we talked about this. That that is true. I was, uh, because I was watching the post, you know, 7.30 Fox game, Yeah. you know, wrap up, and I don't think he'll be back. I mean, that's, but you know that's I'm I'm speaking as a fan that doesn't want to get my hopes up too much. Right. Um, it'll be terribly disappointing. You know, it's this, supposed to be the great debate, Lou, not the great I give up. Yeah, you season. can at least like fake it for me, man. Like you could at least pretend like, hey, you look, know. Andy Dalton will be healthy and he will play, and in that hypothetical scenario, that he will. Finally, in the hypothetical wait, scenario, show up when the lights are turned on. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And I'm gonna turn around and say, "Hey, at seven and nine, my team's gonna have a home game, mm-hmm. and you can't really count out Andrew Luck at home. No. And Mike Adams will finally be healthy, and we'll have we won't that's have another loss defense. we won't, we had today. We'll have enough. Tyler Eifert defense. is out with a concussion day to day. Oh yeah, I know all about that. I lost I lost two fantasy playoff games. Look so. I, I finally made it. I made it to playoffs in four leagues. I got a buy in two, and I lost twice today. Just got whooped, Ooh. absolutely whooped. So really sad day. The Jags dropped fifty one on my heart. Ooh. And Chuck Pagano, you want to hear this? So this is I'm not this the nuts. Jaguars? I'm not Chuck Pagano nuts. He after the game compared this loss to the two thousand six Super Bowl team. He compared this Colts team that it's facing the same kind of challenges that the one that went on to win the Super Bowl did. And if he thinks – I don't know if that means he thinks they're going to the Super Bowl, but I'm not drinking that cooler. Reggie no. Wayne's not walking through that door. So a young Reggie <laughs> Wayne's not walking through that door. He might, you know. He, he, the reincarnation. Yeah, point, maybe Reggie Wayne in a wheelchair now because he's old, but old. Yeah, him and a walker out there on the slot. I mean, that's what Austin Collie was. He was just a, a walking rag doll. Dominic Rhodes ain't walking through that door. <laughs> no. Get Tony well, well, since Lou gave up, I have a debate for you, Kevin. Yeah, all right. All yeah, right. We're going to flip the script right here. And I believe the best billionaire, look, right now, <laughs> Tony Stark would hands down 100% Beat Bruce Wayne in a fight. Yeah, and there's it's just over. there's yeah. no way there's no way that that's gonna happen. Um, uh, yeah, I I completely disagree with you. We can have it. We can have at least. I don't know if it'll be a good debate, but I'll argue with you. <laughs> Start technologies better. Yeah, he's, he, he, Thank you. And you know what? He created better. his own technology. Not Morgan Freeman in the basement. Yeah. I'm just saying. So if he needs something on the fly, he can create it himself. He rewires the things he already made to make other purposes happen. But Batman would be better at using it. You know, he's he. Yeah, grappling is better in like in this scenario. (laughs) Tony Stark is better. Call sir is Tony Stark is better in the lab. I'll give you that. He's better at making stuff. But who has the martial arts training? Who trained with a guy who can't die in hand-to-hand combat? So what are you going to do? Punch Iron Man in the face? I mean, if he can figure out a way to beat Superman, if he can can knock out Superman with kryptonite gloves, how can he not come up with something? 
Get Tony. Okay, so Tony Stark made a suit that could fight the Hulk. Here's how you break down these arguments. Let's put them. Let's put them in a room when nobody has a suit, nobody has a gadget. Now who wins? Okay, of course, Bruce Wayne hands down, but you can't take that away. Okay, so that's 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 my fight. Try to get him out of the suit. You can't. It's he destroys Batman. The guy it's has no powers, nothing. It's over. Not to mention Tony Stark's not a detective though. Batman Tony can figure Stark out a way hollowed to out his, his bones stuff. with the extremist virus. Okay, I give you I give you Batman's a master strategy. Yeah, he's you, gonna be the better strategist in the fight. He has more resources like okay oh, yeah. yeah tony has his computers but batman can can fight that with oracle he's got oracle in his ear he's got sidekicks like if you're telling me that I, Gordon, if you're telling really? me that i can't bring to the table that she still has her computer that she can search you yeah. know like I'm saying. and tony stark has extremists has more machine. Has his his more machine. His brain. not some uh, not some flying circus guy like, he's not—he's—he's he's not overwhelmingly—he's not an overwhelming favorite to me. I think everything that Tony Stark has, yeah, you can argue that Batman didn't make it himself, but he still has it. If you're yeah. telling me that I can't win the argument by saying if you take Batman the machines away, then you Tony can't. Stark then you can't tell me that Tony wins because he built them himself because they still have all the same things. Right. Batman could fly if he wanted to fly. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying he can counter everything Tony can do. But what if he catches him and without he's his shit? He's in an Iron Man suit. It's a fighter jet. Come on, man. It's no competition. And he it's gets a fighter jet. Lucius Fox can't build a fighter jet. He built a yeah, tank that can crawl on walls and a motorcycle that comes out of it. We're not talking about putting Batman in a plane. We're talking I'm about Batman versus Iron Man. Iron Man. Can make jet boots. Oh no. He did. You, I'm saying you can there find were. you can find a Batman a Batman issue somewhere where Batman probably had some Batman versus Superman. Around. Boom! There it is. They okay. were flying around so he can, fighting each other, and so he can counter it. That's all I'm saying. He can counter. Iron Man's not the only one that can fly. If Batman needs to do that to fight him, he he will have the same boots. And Green Arrow shot Superman in the face, one armed. That's yep. And there you go, bringing in. No, no, no. I think we're gonna keep on. I think we're gonna keep on banging our head against the wall here. But you know, I'm gonna stay with my opinion. You know, Tony Stark hands down beats Batman. Okay, maybe we can come. We can come to uh, maybe we will just take it. Which which of the two upcoming? Because we got Iron Man and we got Batman coming up within what we got Mm -hmm. March and May. I'm just saying, if if we can't Um, come to terms, no one's gonna win this debate. This Iron Man. Batman debate. Maybe maybe someone can win over. No, but there's another. There there's the um, the Civil War coming out. Yeah. You know there there there's yeah. you know the, so Marvel or DC film world. Yeah. You know which one would which one are you guys more excited to see? I personally am, am just too big of a Batman nerd. Yeah. Okay. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. I, I I knew you'd pull that one out. You know I got my Deadpool symbol on right here too. I'm gonna go with. Probably Civil War because the first African American superhero is in this movie, Black Panther. I'm excited about that. Um, and Ben Affleck can playing I, Batman. Can I give you guys quick beef with Civil War? Why it really makes me mad? Like before I ever see it, I'm already mad at it. You can. You want to hear? Sure. It? All right. 
So my problem with Civil War is why isn't it just named Marvel Civil War or just Civil War? Why is it called Captain America Civil War? Because to me, that is this telling you it's a Captain America movie instead of an Iron Man movie, which kind of, to me, foreshadows who's going to win. It's like in that new Terminator when they showed you in the trailer that John Connor was a Terminator. Why wouldn't you save that? Why wouldn't you let that be just you find out in the movie? Why would you give away part of the plot in the trailer? We'll see. Um... In the past Civil War, this was a while ago, the Civil War was an event in Marvel Comics that tore the universe apart, hero versus hero. And it started from hero registration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yep. Yeah, the so, yeah. They used the same timeline for that, uh, the Ultimate Alliance video. The school gets blown up. Um, yeah, the school yeah. gets blown up by the, yeah, I mean, wow. The Uninvincibles or something like that. Yep. And but so but my thing is is what if you had just named it Civil War then it would have just been more open to side choosing and everything. Now I just I don't understand why it's Captain because America Captain America Civil was War. the head of one of the factions. Yeah, I know, but and so is Iron, so Iron, Man. Iron Man. I don't know exactly. They might have a rebuttal to that. Maybe that yeah. maybe that'll be a surprise. Be the next Iron Man movie. You yeah. could be right. That's yeah. just, that was just my little beef with that. All I gotta say is like, there's a long time Iron between Infinity War, boys. Batman vs Superman has Ben Affleck. Have you seen Julie? I rest my case. Well, also, oh, yeah, I got beef with that too. Um, uh, why in that trailer, in the new trailer? Hey, they don't show... talk shit about Ben Affleck. He'll try to fuck you in an uncomfortable place. Hey, <laughs> I was saying something. <laughs> I was literally in the middle of saying something, and Go that ahead. made me really uncomfortable. Kevin has the talking <laughs> stick, Lou. Let him talk. Kevin has the talking I'm stick. Sorry. I sorry. <laughs> the mole rats. Piggy's the got rats. the conch, and it's my turn to talk. <laughs> mole rats reference, man. <laughs> but um, no, but all, my my beef with the Batman one is that they went ahead and showed the Wonder Woman come in, and they did the whole "Is she with you?" I thought she was with you, and then again, go ahead and give me the pot. Like I already knew they were gonna end up working together, but just like stop ruining the pot in the trailer and let me just go. You're already making me pay sixteen dollars to see the damn thing. Will you at least let me experience it then? For the first and time, stop ruining pot points before I even go in to see the theater. And also, why just don't even put Wonder Woman in it in the first place? Like it more, but that's just my personal opinion. That's right. it. I, that was right. it. Right. I right. 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 And I didn't want to take the Ben Affleck in the room. You spit on me. Seriously, man, you gotta stop talking shit about Ben Affleck. He will fuck you in an uncomfortable hey. place. Hey, he's a great director. I love his directing movies, but his acting, Reindeer Games. Geely, I just, I, I, I can't, man. I, I can't. I love Ben Affleck, though. I do love Ben Affleck, just not as an actor. I like him as a director. I think you love the idea of Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I do love the idea of Ben Affleck, but not as Batman. Who else he's is all man pretty like, right, in the right places. Right. And then he opens his mouth like and just Bell a fucking voice. train wreck. Who else and is he, he only has. Huh? I said, who else is going to do the Christian Bale voice? Where's the trailer? I heard Christian Bale was supposed to uh, be Daddy Warbucks in the new Annie reboot. But every time he said, Ernie, I'm your new daddy, the little girl peed herself. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, moving on. So, keeping on that theme of registration, uh, I'm going to get a little bit serious here. Um, 
there's a really, really big problem with uh, gun violence going on in our country right now. And, you know, some people say that uh, we should do gun control and um, some people say that we shouldn't do gun control. Uh, you guys just leaving me here yeah, all so alone. I know, I know you're uh, oh, debating you on this one. He's, uh, he's so, helping me well, Kevin, out. Kevin, while you're here, we can get your you opinion on it. I'm going to take my front row seat here in a second because I, um, I have really mixed feelings about the whole issue. Yeah. I, I do. I personally, so before I get out of your way, I guess I'll say that I just think it should maybe be a little more difficult as far as like, you know, the background checks and the tests just to make, you know, but I don't think anything should like be the ever, ever taken away. Um, I think that if we at any point have citizens that aren't allowed to arm themselves, then that will, that would be a greater, um, has a greater potential for more of us to get hurt. If say, for yeah. instance, we should be invaded, you know, then, uh, you know, hundreds or millions of people could die while waiting for the army or right. the police to get That was one of the first out. things Hitler did in Nazi Germany is confiscate the guns of the citizens. Yeah, and it's you know, in, so it's that way if the, people even wanted to revolt against the government, they couldn't. Yeah, it's in the Constitution, you know, it's, it's, in, it's, it's there for a reason that, you know, that's my opinion. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have to stay out of this one a little bit because I don't want to look like a conspiracy nut. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to let you two, I'm going to let you two get at it and, and tell your opinions and I'm going to go grab some coffee and maybe some popcorn. <laughs> no, it's not popcorn. even that serious. I, I agree with, um, you when you say that there should be a, a stricter registration for people to purchase a weapon. And I don't think that just taking guns away from people is the answer. But an example I like to point at is when I was in London recently, uh, guns are banned in that, in that city or maybe in the entire country. And the police officers don't even carry weapons and the gun violence is non-existent there. And the same with Australia after their gun ban. So, I, but at the same time, I, I think that we're in too deep in America to ever take guns away that it would lessen the violence, but something has to be done about this because it, it's the new norm that every other week there's a mass shooting and, you know, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to Walmart and some nut job's going to come and blow me away. Well, and that's the sad, that's the sad reality of the world we live in. You know, when it comes to our personal safety, we're responsible to it, you know. That's, you know, we're not children anymore. We're not in school. There's not somebody who's accountable for our well-being, and that's the the best way to help with the accidental killings is education. And I this one of the most recent ones in Colorado with the uh, Planned Parenthood clinic, I believe it was. You know, did you hear about this man in court? No, he I just heard that. Never been able to have that. Right. Well, but here's the thing. It's so funny. I mean, I'm just going to jump off topic here, but. It, Tell me why when a white man goes and blows away a bunch of people, it has to be mental instability. But if that guy was, let's say, Muslim, he'd be branded terrorist. Or if he was black, he's a thug. I mean, why every time that a Caucasian uh, goes off the rocks, he it's for he's has mental issues. The bikers in Texas were all called thugs. 
that was some crazy shit. Didn't you didn't hear about that? The, they had the giant shootout. I heard about the giant shootout. Yeah, there was like fifty-six people involved, and it was like two or three rival biker gangs. It, it, it was intense. Yeah, it was. Like of they, they were yeah. an accident. It really was, and <laughs> you know those so, those are thugs. I mean, that's you know that's. So my my honest opinion on the mental health thing is whenever they don't have a good reason for it. They go ahead and use that because, like, let's just say, let's use. Well, I'm using Sandy. Look at all these people instance. that were on Prozac when they went and did these things, and there were even black guys that were on Prozac that went out and shot people. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, could, we, we could do a whole podcast on Prozac and other pharmaceuticals and their negative effects, and how most of them actually, yeah, most of these yeah. things actually have connection to either yeah. being on them or having withdrawals from being off of those antidepressants. I would like to uh, propose a challenge to the two of you. That keep it in your ear that every time you hear a new drug commercial for whatever, which is funny because it used to be pharmaceuticals could only, you know, pander to doctors, but whatever, I digress, that's another conversation for another day. Um, hear and try to listen to how many of those drugs that are advertised to you have suicidal thoughts or actions. Death as a consequence, other mental instability. You know, we can't throw pills at ourselves and expect it to just be a cure-all. You know, we got to find the root. Yeah. You know, we don't hear everything that goes around the world, but why are people killing other people at such a high rate in this country? Drugs and money. Is it dr yeah, drugs and money? Maybe the poverty has something to do with it, but it, uh, maybe we're just inherently a violent country. Which yeah. may be true. I mean, this this country was founded on violence. Uh, you know, the English came over and eviscerated the indigenous population, and you know that's how America was built. And it's just sad because, you know, this is this There's could be such. It, it's funny, you know, everybody here is afraid of ISIS. If I was ISIS, I would just sit back and watch America tear itself apart. Because the worst thing any other foreign country can do. Is let this country unite. Like after 9/11, this country united, and it was a great thing to see. You know, I'm pr we were all old enough to remember about how united this country was. We weren't too worried about killing each other. Passed one of the most oppressive laws in history, and started black op organizations that can spy on citizens without regards to our rights. Well, and that's yeah, and that's kind of towards the direction that I was going to. What Dijon said about the always bringing up the mental health thing. It gets brought up all the time, and I'm not going to go as far as saying that, um, you know, any of these things are planned out. But I think whenever an opportunity is seen, whenever an opportunity presents itself for them to be able to use this to push forth some sort of, like, for instance, with Sandy Hook. In Connecticut now, if you want to homeschool your child, they have to pass right. basically an aptitude test. And and you have to pass a sanity test. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's a sanity test, and then they also, you know, so the that, it's it's the back it's the back door to gun control. It is you know you know now you're making you know all these kids if you want to be if you don't want to go into a public school system, you know you have to be proved you have to prove that you're not insane. Right. So I think that they're you know in which another thing that scares me is again if you you mentioned Hitler that one thing he did was take away the guns. Another thing he did was fight sort of a war on the mentally handicapped. As a way to try to, oh, yeah. so anytime I see, 
the mental, mental illness getting brought up over and over again, I get a little bit worried that that's always just kind of used as a scapegoat. And again, that is going to lead to some sort of legislation that will hurt people that honestly just need some help. Right. Um, uh, because there that's will be plenty of, there will be plenty of non-harmful people with, you know, mental problems that don't need to be locked up in an asylum for right. the rest of their lives. Welcome home sanitary. Second, you know, and not be able to allow, you know, to have at least productive life or some kind of a life, you know? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys thought about this? I think it's in South America. They're starting to, instead of putting drug abusers in prison, they're putting them in rehab or like these, uh, these, these help centers. And the drug problem is really starting to go down. And I think drugs and money have a lot to do with the violence in the, in, in, that goes on in this country with the poverty. And it's just... It, it, you know, drives me I, crazy. You know, I know exactly where you're coming from, man. That's like, you know, you look at these kids that grew up and they had nothing and they eventually turned to drugs. You know, crack doesn't let you down. Yep. You know, people let you down. Right. It's crack. Just need a little taste, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and that's... We're not that, promoting that's, drug use on this show. <laughs> no, we're not. We're actually talking about the tragedy. I mean, Getting back on topic to the... That's, that's the real heart of the dependency. That that, that that drug is something that they can count on. Right. Well, right. what, I, what I'll push the, it to is the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, what I'll push it to is, you know, going to what you were saying about with the rehabilitation, that would be a great idea, and it's what exactly what we should do. But unfortunately, the prison system is privatized and there's no repeat offenders people. and repeat prisoners are good for business and so having you know little drug misdemeanors keep people in prison longer and make it to where they're now felons and they can't vote and their opinion doesn't matter and they can't right. go out and get a real job and so all that they can do is either be a is criminal be a, or work is continue to be a criminal yeah or work at the lowest level of the system that will generate other people money that's the problem you know, if if we, you know, if you, you don't make any more money off of them, if you rehabilitate them and send them out in the world to go do something good, you can only make more money off them if you keep them down. And, that's, and I think that's the indicative of, you know, one of the bigger problems that we have here. Yeah. You know, spend that money on education and you'd have definitely and, and nicer living environments and you'd have fewer people in the prisons. Right. Um, but then again, then that just means that money's going somewhere Sweden. else. I think it's Sweden. And Sweden prisons? are pretty much they're they're not like prisons here it's total opposite like they're almost like campuses and like you're confined to your cell for so many hours and then like you have like free time and then like there might be a structure or something oh yeah well yeah you know they've they've been seeing um it's been a while since i've seen the uh the show but they were having something like a um Three to five non-return rate. Okay. Or it was something along those lines. Yeah. Which, so, you know, all sense. Right. Um. I say all the all this talk is all good and plenty, you know. And and, and the thing is, our country is that makes too much sense for us. I mean, this is the same country who the Republican candidate who's leading right now. Is Donald Trump? Don't even get me started on that clown. Don't yeah. even get me started on that clown. Uh, if he's our president, I'm There's going only, to Canada. There is one thing 
there's one thing that he said that I liked. And it was that the lowest income tax bracket should be erased and that the lowest bracket like doesn't owe taxes. Mm. Literally the only thing of value that man has said. And you yeah. know what? I, he actually said that? I'd have to say that. He did. He did. He did. And that's the only thing that I like that he said, and that's not enough to make me vote for him. Right. I'm Bernie, man. I am very tempted, as much as this sounds like a cop-out, and I know it's not a solution, I'm very tempted to not vote at all because I feel like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's two sides of the same coin. I feel like there's not going to become – much that the, the system is the problem not the individuals exactly. inside the system and well i'm not going to sit here and pretend like i have a solution right. but until more people are willingly accept that there is a problem people in. yeah but at the same time we need to just be able to know that we can trust what's being told to us about those people you know, okay, so like the whole media system, all the journalisms, you know, yeah, who's being run by the Bilderbergs. Yeah, exactly. Who can you trust? Everybody, you know, the people that pay for your news are the people that are. How many pharmaceuticals them. contributed to your ad campaign? Right. Yeah. So pretty so, much you're telling me you're going to take the lead of the people of California, North Carolina, and vote for D's Nuts. Yeah. No, because D's Nuts has endorsed Bernie Sanders now. So that means that's a vote for Bernie. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, not Bernie. Yeah, I like that. Which, so, you know, because I try to view everything from all angles, I watch a lot of conspiracy theory videos that have some odd, uh, odd points to them. I actually watched one last night that was trying to suggest that Bernie Sanders was actually an Illuminati puppet. So that had some interesting <laughs> points. So, yeah, again, we'll say we can save that for some different time. But, you know, there are always... Oh, there's so many interesting theories out there. That's what tall britches talk. They're they're really really fun to look into. At the I say fun, that's the wrong word to use. But it's interesting in a world where you don't know anything. You know anything's possible. Right. Everything's um, a lie. But yeah. So basically, nothing is true. Everything's permitted. We have no winners to any debate because this debate just turned into like a whole. Right. And it's all, all my right. fault. This is politics no, like for me for one day. Huh? So this is enough politics for me for one day, so we can go back to a, 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 a lighter subject. Women. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if I could have any wish, I would wish for a taco that doesn't run out of nacho cheese. That's really a waste of a wish. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to have that debate on how... Oh, I wasted a wish. Yeah. I, that is a wasted wish. You know what a better wish is, Lou? What's that? If I had a wish, I would be able to summon Stone Cold Steve Austin to go and stunner any one of my choosing. He just appears, runs down, and just stunners them with the music going everywhere. Like, could you imagine being at, like, the BMV? And like that person right. with the crying baby who won't shut the baby up. And you just say, Stone Cold, that person deserves a stunner. And then all you hear is, he runs down and just stunners Tell and starts giving him little fingers and calling beer. And like, I get to drink beer with them. Come on, man. Great. That would right. be fantastic. So if my, my wish, if I had one, would probably be to go back in time to 1996 and go on a date with Sharon Stone. Okay. That I'm just saying, you guys that's all do a wish. That's my wish. I mean, well, we're gonna go back in time. That's a pretty solid wish. Have you seen solid Sharon Stone movies? 
I saw basic instinct. <laughs> I have that. I saw the taco. You're just wishing for a different taco. <laughs> Wait, what kind of taco are we talking yeah. about? Are you talking about food taco or the he other taco? About this taco? No, he was talking about your endless cheese. Oh. Your... I brought it full circle. <laughs> cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. So, um,. Speaking of Sharon Stone, man, I, all right, I was on Tinder. I'm a Tinder. I'm not even going to lie. And uh, I had it for weeks. I, I don't know if it's an Ohio thing or Midwest thing or just a girl thing, but why does everybody seem so basic on these dating websites? It's like pictures of their dog, their cat, them partying with their girls. You have to go play, you know, Where's Waldo and try to pick them out of like 17 pictures of them and their friends. Or, you know, their food. I just don't understand what what is going on. Why is everybody so basic these days, man? And if they're in a different country, it's Canada. <laughs> well, I, I think my answer to your question is a simple one. It's that we are all liars. Yeah. Every single person <laughs> on Tinder, at least, probably is lying. Yeah. You know, just keep it basic, keep it simple. Like I can't, like I said, I only had it for a week. I couldn't tell you how many. Oh, how many bitches sell the pussy on Tinder? I love music, or you know, concerts are fun, or I love like I love my cat, I love my dog, and it's just like you know, and I get it. Like you don't want to box. Say too much about yourself. I don't think I said anything right. about myself at all on my. I go to the Starbucks at the corner of Broad and James every day at two a.m. Or 2 p.m. I just realized that the kind of people, like you said, that are gonna the kind of girls that are on Tinder that are just gonna say I like my cat and dancing and dogs mm-hmm. and wine, that they're not going to be my type of person. I understand that absolutely. So right. yeah, so I feel your pain, man. I, I think that you might you might be fishing in uh, uh, an empty fishing well. In the or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of wish we had a female right now with us to uh, counteract my point because I don't. We don't want to seem like a bunch of chauvinists, but you know, let's just start. Right. Well, and also, I'm sure, and I'm not saying it. I, I think it's a little bit more work. misogynistic at this point. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah, misogynistic, chauvinistic. Nah, because we called them bitches, and I said so. Well, you, we we didn't do any of that. <laughs> we didn't you do that. Did you that. did that. Don't, don't, don't put me in with that. Yeah, don't let me in that. I'm not with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not cold medicine. Yeah, maybe with this tender, the whole change, the whole dating game scene has just seemed to go downhill with the the popularity of cell phones. Like no one can talk to one another anymore. It's it's funny. I went to a, a bar and I saw a group of five girls all together, and they were literally just sitting at the bar, all texting for. Five straight minutes, and I'm just what happened to human interaction? I think technology with cell phones is killing human interaction, even in the dating game, where it's you get on Tinder, you you want to hook up, sure, let's hook up, and then you don't talk to each other anymore. Like it, it, it's the dating game right. is starting to go to the middle as well. And you might have caught herpes. See, I don't know how secret it is. <laughs> right, but you see what I'm saying. Well, especially that ties into your Facebook app. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's rough. That actually um, reminds me of this great quote I saw earlier. You will live to see man-made horrors beyond your comprehension, Tesla. And I think that's kind of one of them. I mean, 
the technology is a dual wielded sword that how can we be so connected to people when we don't connect to people i agree i you know it's funny like people on facebook they seem like they're so popular to have no friends but in reality they're probably some of the loneliest people out there right I mean, let's be honest it's it's it, you've never been so close to people being able to connect with them, but you've never seen so far. So close, and, so far yeah. you know, well, again, it, and it's all fake. It's just like, you know, is. for instance, on a first date, you know, you can never know, you know, what you actually feel about a person on a first date because neither of you is being honest. You're presenting your best self. You're not right. doing I agree. what you normally do. But it's kind of like the same thing with Facebook. You're going to do what you can to present your best self. You know, whether it's, you know, puff out your chest, have a little bravado, or for some people it's, you know, uh, venting a little bit more or posting pictures that they think are saying things about themselves, right. you know, stuff like that. And so you're never really yourself. You're just kind of constantly, it's like the Truman Show. It's like it we all, really we is, all live in the Truman Show and everybody's just and like, everybody's oh, Truman. you know, but they, yeah, but they all realize right. it and they're putting on a show likes and comments and shares right and all this stuff like I you know I've never understood people's needs to share like really really deep personal things on Facebook as far as like you know when you're having a really really bad day and you want to share it like really like that you want what do you what do you want to get 20 likes out of how bad of a day you're having right and then why are there lights someone you care about is is going into the hospital for surgery and like so your first thought is to tell your 600 facebook friends right right like, that's right. what you do now it's you know, like you're not that's what you're sitting out in the lobby and the, someone you love more than anything is potentially dying and you're right. And you're more concerned about your more concerned status. you know i understand if you want to use that phone and text your loved ones but it's like you really like you're you're you need attention. You, you somebody and then again, I'm not saying that that's what everybody's doing it for, or that they're you know consciously saying like oh yeah this is about me. Like they're just maybe right. venting and that's the way they vent. But to me, it just like it, it just sits wrong with me a little bit that we all have this need uh, to kind of have our 15 minutes of fame all the time now because of Facebook and social media. I'm not innocent of it. I'm not trying to sit here and say that I am. But right. you know, yeah, we're, I mean, we're all guilty. Yeah, the first step is admitting it, right? We can't fix the problem if we don't admit there is one. <laughs> but at the same time, though, it, it, it's the excessive use of it is what drives me crazy. Where right. you know, we, we go out with certain friends, and their balls deep in their phone the whole time. I'm like, why don't you just go home? Why do you even come out if you're going to be on your phone the whole time? That drives me crazy. It's my yeah, biggest pet peeve. Snapchat drives me nuts. Why do oh you need to record all everything that you're doing? Like you. You know what would help you remember this moment if you were actually paying attention to what you were doing? Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm not saying you want to record a couple of things so you remember it cool, but you spend the entire time recording it. You're going to have to watch it tomorrow to know what's going on because you didn't even live it. You right. weren't even paying attention. You were just locked it's, in on your phone, making sure the angle was good. Right. You didn't experience anything. You know, just experience it. And if it's a good enough experience, you'll probably remember it for a long time. It's like when you watch a funny movie and you laugh and you miss other jokes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What? I, I don't see how it's I like know. that. Yeah. It's like the opposite of that, but I get what you're saying. Right. There goes Lou being Lou. Hey. Some people say cucumbers taste better pickled. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to like my original point, I, 
It's funny. I would like to see a female's point of view because it's not like I go through Tinder and like look at dudes' profiles. So I like I wonder what girls, <laughs> you know, what are their gripes about the the basic. Well, I mean, you could always just ask him. Yeah, that's true. They're probably just getting nothing but, like, dick pics. Like, hey, abs, hey, dick pic. Right? Like, dudes are freaking lame or, these days. Or a man. dude grading his dick on his abs. Oh. Right, I mean, that's probably the... That's probably the double dipping, man. Like, I don't, right. I don't know. D dudes are just as guilty as being just as lame as females these days, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So many of us should have our men cards revoked. I agree. I agree. So it seems like we're running out of time here. So before we leave everybody, uh, let's give our three can't misses for this week. I'm going to start off my can't miss people. Star Wars. We haven't had one in over 10 years. J.J. Abrams is a savior. He did it with Star Trek. Super 8 was awesome. There's no Jar Jar Banks. This movie's going to be awesome. Go see it. It's theaters Friday. December 18th. Hopefully I get to see Darth Vader. I actually hope you get to see Jar Jar. She oh, has the God, I hate Jar Jar. Nothing well, would be worse. To piggyback off your can't miss is you guys look into the fan theory about Jar Jar secretly being a Sith Lord. And I kind of hope saw that. that that is a real thing. It was pretty funny. And, and it actually bring makes that sense. Back, and it makes so much sense. And I hope that it gets brought back. It would bring a it whole It makes new... sense in the way that Gilligan on Gilligan's Island was Satan. And they were on hell. Uh, that's, yeah. Gilligan <laughs> ruined every chance that they had to get off. And all the other people were the seven deadly sins. <laughs> my, my other two. Daddy's I like home. That. I like that. That's, that's, I'm going to look in. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look into that. And if I think it's wrong, that's my debate for you next week. Cool. But uh, my my two are not actually new. Uh, the the man in the high castle has a lot of people paying attention. Oh, and I want to so suggest to people that they look it. into all of uh, Philip K. Dick's other work. I mean, you've got films like Minority Report and um, Total Recall that are based off <laughs> short stories. They're only twenty to forty yeah. pages, so you don't have to. It doesn't require a lot of your time. And speaking of that, I know we uh, there are a lot of people out there that love the show Archer. I am one of them. You should look into Adam Reed's earlier work on uh, Comedy Central shows by the name of Frisky Dingo and C-Lab. They are only 11 minutes long, and you can find them on YouTube. Uh, nice way to keep yourself entertained. Really funny guy. So that's all what I have. Major Laser cartoon. Deadpool, February 12th. Don't be a lame. Daddy's coming home, or Daddy's home, Christmas Day. That movie looks like it'll be funny. And the night before. That actually is good. I've seen it. Really? Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, it's really good. That, yeah. yeah. You'll see that, too. That's good. Cool, cool, cool. Well, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, you guys didn't hate us too much. You can come listen to us every week here at Bad Dinner Guests. I'm Dijon. This is Lou. That's Kevin. Peace. Till next week. Live long and prosperous. <laughs>